for Thursday, December 30th, it's the early word from the WNYC Newsroom. Hi there, I'm Isaac Davey Aronson with a look at this morning's top news, the day ahead, and reporting highlights from the WNYC News team. Coming up, we look back on politics in 2010 and another installment of WNYC's The Year in Sound. We start with this morning's top headlines just ahead. The Early Word is a production of WNYC Radio. You can support this podcast by making a donation at WNYC.org, where you can also get the latest updates on this morning's headlines on the news page. Mayor Bloomberg is taking a more apologetic tone about his administration's effort to remove the snow. WNYC's Bob Henley reports the mayor is promising a review of one of the most serious issues, just how well ambulances and other first responders were able to get to those in need. Mayor Bloomberg says he was extremely dissatisfied with the way the city's emergency response system operated. In some cases, it took hours to respond to serious requests, and EMS could not only get there, couldn't get there quickly enough. And my heart really does go out to those who experienced trauma and tragedy during the storm. Bloomberg said it was too early to attribute any one particular fatality to slow response times. The NYPD was jammed with close to 50,000 911 calls on Monday, one of the highest call volumes ever. Police say just one in five of those calls were actual emergencies. On September 11th, police logged 55,000 calls. For WNYC, I'm Bob Henley. Mary Bloomberg says drivers who ventured out into the storm share some of the blame because ambulances and other emergency vehicles were hampered by abandoned vehicles on the roads. And some members of a volunteer ambulance corps agree with the mayor. Nick Nicolopoulos of Bravo Ambulance in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, says conditions were some of the most difficult he'd ever seen. The problem was that people don't pay attention to the news. They, everybody wants to come out and they, you know, they're not equipped with their vehicles to handle these roads. We had to park our ambulance eight to ten blocks away from patients and walk. Nicolopoulos says his ambulance managed to help many people but didn't make it in time to save one man from a cardiac arrest. This morning, Sanitation Commissioner John Doherty says road conditions should be much improved throughout the city, but he says the department is limited in how much heavy equipment it can use to clear side streets. He says the city was unable to get as much help as usual from the private sector. The contractors, particularly the loading machines that we needed to get into those streets, did not come in, still not coming in, This is something that I have not experienced in the past. Doherty says part of the drop-off could be because contractors increasingly are choosing to run their own building projects year-round. He also thinks the timing of the blizzard right after Christmas meant many heavy equipment operators were on vacation. By the way, alternate side rules and meters are suspended again today. And since tomorrow and Saturday are considered holidays, regulations are effectively scotched through Sunday. This week's blizzard, of course, brought planes, trains, and automobiles to a halt throughout the New York City region. WNYC's Charlie Herman reports it also hurt retailers. Retail sales are on pace to be the best in three years. But the blizzard that left thousands of potential shoppers stranded at airports or stuck in their homes also led to a near halt in holiday shopping. ShopperTrack says retailers lost nearly $1 billion in the two days after Christmas. That's about 10% of estimated sales for those days. But the storm is not expected to make a significant dent in total spending this holiday. Bill Martin is founder of ShopperTrack. Anytime we get one of these significant events is that we really see that it creates pent-up demand, you know, even over a few days, and that that traffic will eventually return. Martin says that once the streets and parking lots are cleared of snow, consumers will resume their spending, redeeming those gift cards and returning unwanted gifts. For WNYC, I'm Charlie Herman. In Newark, Mayor Cory Booker has been using his own two hands and his own Twitter account to help out residents trapped by the week's snowstorm. 
And he's been calling out those who aren't pulling their own weight, like Tehuan Bonds. Bonds asked Booker via Twitter to help clear the street in his neighborhood. He didn't expect the mayor would respond. I'm thinking that he's on vacation. I'm kind of mad. So then I find out that he's out helping people, like helping people shovel. So I just asked him. I told him I was stuck. I was actually stuck. Booker showed up with the plow truck shortly afterwards. He saw Bond's mother and sister outside shoveling, but Bonds himself was inside at the time, tweeting with his friends on his computer. So Booker sent the Newark resident a tweet, You should be ashamed of yourself. It didn't take long for Bonds to run outside and join Booker, along with his mother and sister. It was a kind deed. You know, I, mean, I, was, I respect that he came here because a lot of mayors wouldn't have done that. The mayor also left Bonds with some advice. Stay positive and keep working hard. Well, after several days of transit problems from the blizzard, a transit fare hike starts today. WNYC's Jim O'Grady is talking to strap hangers about it. Richie Gamba has been taking the C train his whole life. As he stood outside the Spring Street stop, he gave a history lesson on transit inflation. This same subway here was five cents when I was a kid. Then it was ten cents, and the bread was fifteen cents. I know it's going back. I'll be seventy-five years old, so I, I know a few things. Gamba said fares should not go up until services improve. And uh, it's kind of difficult, really, because you know, as you get older, the knees get <laughs> up and down. Get elevate, get escalators for the stairs, then raise. And he said fare hikes strongly affect the way New Yorkers view their mayor. Good luck, Mayor. <laughs> What's his name? Giuliani. I won't tease Mayor Boombang. Do a better job. Get some sleep. For WNYC, I'm Jim O'Grady. Subway and bus fares are up, along with tolls on seven bridges and two tunnels. Prices have also risen on Long Island Railroad and Metro North trains. Monique from Brooklyn takes the F train and is disappointed she'll have to pay more. It's too much. I haven't gotten a raise in about two, three years now. And I just, I can't afford it. The MTA is planning another 7.5% fare increase in 2013. For more on the transit and toll hikes that are in effect today, visit our website, wnyc.org. Turning briefly to other news, a state judge has ruled against three groups of parents who were trying to block Kathy Black from becoming the city's next school's chancellor. That means the publishing executive can take her post on Monday as planned. The parents claimed State Education Commissioner David Steiner had acted illegally when he granted a waiver for Black to become chancellor because she didn't have required education credentials. But Judge Gerald Connolly said the state commissioner could waive those requirements for exceptionally qualified persons. Attorney Norman Siegel, who represented 16 parents and a teacher, said his clients were extremely disappointed and would consider their next steps. Mayor Bloomberg says he hopes the decision will bring an end to what he called politicking and grandstanding and allow everyone to focus on improving the schools. And in another judicial decision, the city's campaign to scare smokers with grotesque images of decaying teeth or a diseased lung has been struck down by a federal judge. A rule requiring the warnings to be posted wherever cigarettes are sold was to take effect Saturday, but District Judge Jed Rakoff ruled that only the federal government can dictate warnings that must accompany the promotion of cigarettes. Billy Taylor has died. The pianist and composer became one of the nation's most ardent promoters of jazz music through radio, television, and the Jazz Mobile Arts Venture that brings concerts and symposiums to different venues in Harlem. His wife says he died Tuesday night in Manhattan of a heart attack. In 2003, he told WNYC's Leonard Lope that encounters with jazz musicians during World War II helped him develop his style even those he didn't understand at the time. I had heard uh, Dizzy Gillespie and Charlie Parker uh, with uh, uh, Earl Hines' band in Washington, D.C., where I grew up. 
The first time I heard uh, uh, Charlie Parker, I didn't like it. I, I love what Dizzy was doing because, you know, he was fiery and doing all this stuff. But uh, I was really into Ben Webster then. And so P Parker was doing some other stuff. And I, I don't know, it was okay, but I, I, I didn't, didn't catch it. Taylor was also host of a popular jazz show on NPR. And he's heard here playing on WNYC in 1983. Billy Taylor was 89. Starting next week, The Early Word will be taking a hiatus so we can reboot and revamp the podcast and bring you something even better in the new year. You can check the podcast page at our website for updates. And if there's anything you'd like to hear in a new and improved early word, let us know. Go to WNYC.org and send us an email. We'll end today with another installment of WNYC's The Year in Sound. 2010 was the year when politics got loud. Everywhere you turned, it seemed like people were shouting at each other. Here in New York, a Tea Party candidate who promised to take a baseball bat to Albany ran for governor, and a proposal to build an Islamic community center near the World Trade Center site caused a national ruckus. This year in Political Sound was produced by WNYC's Beth Fertig and Richard Yeh with audio engineer Wayne Schulmeister. I'm Isaac Davy Aronson, leaving you with this reminder of the year in which politics went extreme. I'm not afraid. Yeah. Hi, I'm Carl Palladino. And I'm running for governor of New York State. If we've learned anything tonight, is that New Yorkers are as mad as hell. They're disgusting. And they are right. And what they are saying today is they want reform and they want that government in Albany changed. I just think my children and your children will be much better off and much more successful getting married and raising a family. And I don't want them to be brainwashed into thinking that homosexuality is an equally valid or successful option. The men wear little Speedos and they grind on each other. Would you take your children there? I don't think so. And we will achieve marriage equality in the state of New York. What's the evidence? You're his bird dog. In charge. You send another goon to my daughter's house and I'll take you out, buddy. You're gonna take me out? Yeah. How are you gonna do that? Watch. Let's get ready to rumble. Andrew, I challenge you to a series of debates. Damn high is my thing. Jimmy McMillan is my name. Both for the rent to damn high party and Jimmy McMillan November second. The key difference between the MTA and my former escort agency is that I operated one set of books and my former agency delivered on-time and reliable service. Let's make it easy. Abolish the MTA. We don't need it. Too damn high. Mr. Cuomo. First time with Jimmy. The rent is too damn high. Ain't nothing to talk about. The controversy over Park 51, the proposed mosque and Islamic community center, is not dying down. This is regarding an imam who is spearheading this effort, who has made anti-American comments, who preaches moral equivalency between American policies and the terrorist attack that killed, murdered thousands of Americans, thousands of New Yorkers. And that will not stand, I promise you that. It is my hope that the mosque will help to bring our city even closer together. 
and help repudiate the false and repugnant idea that the attacks of 9-11 were in any ways consistent with Islam. Son of a bitch. So go raise your people. You are ignorant, non-American. When you want to expect respect American people. This particular center will create a counter momentum against extremism because it will amplify the voices of moderate Muslims which have gotten drowned out over the years by the extremists. We live now in hard times, not end times. And we can have animus and not be enemies. Mr. Speaker, I yield one minute to the distinguished gentleman from New York, Mr. Weiner. It's Republicans wrapping their arms around Republicans rather than doing the right thing on behalf of the heroes. It is a shame, a shame. If you believe this is a bad idea to provide health care, then vote no. But don't give me the cowardly view that, oh, if it was a different procedure, the gentleman will observe regular order and sit down. I asked teachers across the state of New Jersey to take a one-year pay freeze and to contribute one and a half percent of their salary towards their health benefits for those who didn't contribute already. The teachers union response was that this was the greatest assault on public education in the history of the state. We have gone eight Christmases without federal assistance. This Christmas, while you might not get a check by Friday morning, will open a box with the help that says the government helped you. You can have rest and peace of mind knowing that help is on its way in 2011.